Welcome to Real Black Conference Forum Podcast. This is Big BJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to jump around a little bit, right? We're going to talk about a whole host of topics. So we got to bounce around, right? We're going to talk about racism. We're going to talk about Jewish writers, Jewish literature. We're going to talk about the European mentality. And we're going to talk about black folks, right? When we talk about black folks, we're going to talk about the image of black folks. So we're going to talk about Africa. What is Africa? Who founded Africa? What people are the mothers and fathers of this place that we call Africa? And what were they like? Right? What kind of civilization did they build? Uh, how did they communicate with each other? How did they treat each other? What was their culture like? What was their nature like? Right? Because once we identify a place called Africa and we do the etymology on the people group that founded Africa, how does that relate to us? Because many of us in America, we call ourselves African-American and Afro-Caribbean, right? And we talk about African spirituality, you know, being African-centered, right? So being that everything is African for us, African, 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 everything is African. What is the image and the people group and the original activity of the people that live on this place that we call Africa, who many of us in America name ourselves after? So while we're going to have that conversation, it'd be too easy if we use, quote unquote, African scholars talk about African spirituality, right? That'd be too easy. <laughs> you know, that'd make a a good conversation, but what would make a great conversation? Well, in my estimate, would it make a great conversation if we talk about the etymology of the people groups that founded Africa, but we do it through the lens of Jewish people and Jewish writers, right? Because we see the relationship between Jewish writers, Jewish literature, and the Europeans. We see that connection. But once everything is written down on paper, how did they see the people that lived in Africa? Right? So we're going to have that conversation today. And that's why we're going to bounce around. Because we're going to talk about subjects and topics we may not have heard it this way before. Right? Even when we start dabbling into homosexuality. Because we're talking about the African image. Right? quote-unquote African image when we start talking about homosexuality right even that we're going to discuss it in a way that many of us haven't heard it before according to Jewish writers it was black folks black folks started off having homosexual relationships before anybody else on the planet according to Jewish writers also according to Jewish writers it was black folks that built cities and built nations and it was all based on sexual perversion and one of those deviations 
just so happened to be homosexuality. Now, this is over the whole planet now. This is, you know, that being the world never heard of this activity till black folks start doing it. The world never seen these sexual connections until black folks start doing it. They are the mother and father of these type of relationships. Now, you can't find no black writers that say that. But, you know, that's a little too easy. We're going to use and talk about Jewish writers that wrote and painted this kind of picture about the people who eventually are called Africans, right? So every Black History Month, right? Now that we have gained this knowledge, right? Every Black History Month, our children, when they start talking about who was the trailblazer in doing this and who was the first at doing that and who led the movement to do this, now our children can stand up and say, hey, it was our people that invented the LGBT lifestyle. According to Jewish writers, as their source, they can get up and say, hey, the LGBT lifestyle did not exist until black people introduced this behavior into the known world. It didn't exist. Not only that, because knowledge is power, you can't even accuse a black person of being anti-gay because it was black people Again, according to these Jewish writers, it was black folks that invented the LGBT lifestyle in the first place. So how can we now turn around and be anti-gay? Right? That's going to make great conversation. So let's talk about a story, right? Let's talk about a story that's in Jewish literature, right? There was a story about how all the humans on the planet was wicked. And their wickedness had to be brought to an end. So the earth was in motion to be destroyed by water. And it was, right? Not everybody died, though. There was a man named Noah, his wife, his three kids, and their wives escaped the wrath of water destroying planet earth. Right. Along with a um, a whole host of, you know, animals that they brought on the ark with them. But while they was on the ark, all creatures, according to the Sanhedrin, was required not to have sex. The creatures now. But there were three creatures on the ark that violated this code. It was Ham, it was a dog, and it was a raven, right? And then they were disciplined for those actions. So now the water has subsided. The ark, you know, was, it beat out the flood. Now everybody eventually comes back on dry land. While on dry land, Noah becomes drunk. He's drinking wine. And in his drunkenness, his son Ham saw the nakedness of his father, right? Now, this act can be found in Genesis 9 and 22, right? Where it says, And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. 
So here's this guy Ham again. He's a troublemaker, right? This is the second time, you know, according to the Sanhedrin, the first time they told, hey, nobody have no sex on his ark. You know, he broke that. He's being disobedient. And then it comes back around. Hey, Pops is drunk. He having a good time. And his son, Ham again, come back and he see the nakedness of his father. Now, what does that term mean when it says saw the nakedness of his father, right? So we got to go to the writer and the writer is a person named Moses, right? And we look at other writings that he wrote about and we see in Leviticus 18th chapter and in Leviticus 20th chapter that he uses that phrase again, right? And he says, if a man lies with his father's wife, he has uncovered his father's nakedness. That's oh, okay. So now if we kind of put that in context, it can all right. So he slept with his father's wife, right? He, Ham, slept with his father's wife. That's a um, that's a severe situation, right? Because that does two things. That puts you in the realm of committing adultery, right? That puts you in the realm of also bringing the first act of homosexuality to planet Earth. Because, see, whether we understand it or not, right? If any man sleep with a man's wife, in essence, based on energy now, he's also sleeping with that man as well. Because that wife and that husband is just one. It's not two. It's just one. So that technically, in a spiritual realm, is the first time you see, and I see as we read this story, a man indulging in a homosexual act, right? Potentially, if that could, you know, if the verse said that that was his mom's, that could be three things. That would have been adultery, incest, and homosexuality. But it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that that was his mom. That was just his father's wife, right? But if you talk to other Jewish scholars, you know, that saw his nakedness can mean a lot of things. That could literally mean he just seen the man naked and joked about it and clowned him. That could mean he castrated a guy, right? His father. That could mean he sodomized his father. See, there's so many different ways to go. But if we're not exactly sure what happened, for certain we know this, that Whatever Ham did to his father, it was perverted. We can agree on that, right? We, it was perverted. At this time, Noah and his sons are just one race. According to Jewish literature, though, Ham, after this act, son is cursed Canaan, and Ham himself becomes Methuhem, meaning he becomes darkened. He becomes black. This is the first time, according to Jewish literature, that a black man is on planet Earth. Mephuhem. To become darkened. To become black. The power of religion says this. Right? Religion is so powerful that this is the world's POV. This is how cultures see other cultures through their lens, through their religion. So when you talk to Jews and you read Jewish literature and this is how they see black folks. 
Oh man, you come from Ham. You are the descendant of Ham. Meaning, you may have his ways and we got to avoid you. Based on our literature, this is your activity. This is your origin. This is your etymology. This is who you come from. So when we're calling you an African, meaning a so-called white man and a Jewish man, they're calling you a Hamite. And if you look at the history of Ham, this is your father. This is your father's history, right? Let me share this with you, right? If I'm hanging out with some lost founds, right? Me and a few lost founds, and we had like a, uh, we had a company party, you know, somebody just got a promotion or it's a Christmas event or a Thanksgiving event or something and everybody's hanging out at the company. When you're around the Lost Founds, right, the Lost Foundation, we're taught that the so-called white man is the devil. Now, we can go to these luncheons and we can hang, we can laugh, we can joke, we can be amongst you, right? We're just having a good time. But at the end of the day, I think Chad is a good guy. I think Brad is a good guy. I think Brady is a pretty cool guy. At the end of it all, based on the religion of the nation of Islam, if there's some lost found in the room, you're a devil. Can't get out of that. It's not your fault. It's just how I go, man. It's just the nature of people. That that's the nature. You you you. It's not on you, man. It's that just your nature for you to be a devil. You see how religion is in. Right. Let's take for instance if I'm with some brothers and they um we at the same company party, but I'm I'm not with Lost Founds this time. I'm hanging out with some Hebrew Israelite brothers, right? And we still gonna go to the company luncheon and hang out and we're glad that you got that award. But if you're a so-called white man, you're Edomite. <laughs> you didn't have nothing to do with it. That's just how it worked out. It just that's what it is. Right? That's just how it worked out. Same thing on this bigger and much larger scale now. When that Jewish man and that so-called white man from Europe, when they see black people, because they don't play that Hebrew Israelite game and they don't care what you guys call yourself. This is their POV of you. You are the children of Ham. Everywhere we go, everywhere we find you, we're going to keep that African label on you. To identify that he's African, that means his origin is from Ham. Right? So let's take a look at some um let's take a look at some descendants of Ham and some activities of Ham. Alright, why not we just do that? But I want to share this with you as well first though. There's an individual named Isidore of Seville, right? And he created a map. And that map was like one of the foundational pieces of how Europeans seen the world, right? This map can be called a T-map, right? It's kind of like, it's a little backwards. It's supposed to have like north at the top, south at the bottom, you know, east and west, but it's just turned to the side a little bit. Nevertheless, though, if you look at the T-map at the very top and it says Asia, you see underneath it, it says Shem, because Shem is the father of the Asian world, right? 
That's why when you look at that map, Asia starts at Israel. And then it moves all the way over east. All of that is Asia. And then it says Europe, Japheth. Going back to those sons of Noah. But then it says Ham, Africa. Black Africa. But Africa didn't begin black. Because Ham looked like everybody else. It's They've not given us a story that Noah had three sons and all of them were three different races. No, that's not the story they're giving us. What they're giving us is that everybody was one race. And then Ham became black after what he did in the ark. And then later, you know, because he's a troublemaker, they seen it. Noah must have obviously seen what he seen in his son and his grandson Canaan and just cursed him. Right? But at this time, his generations are all black now. And Ham moved to the region of Africa while Japheth moved to the region of Europe. And then Shem stayed right there put in the Middle East and he went all the way back to the Far East. So again, the father of Africa is Ham. So if you are a black person and you identify as an African-American or a black American or you colored or you Negro, all of that comes back from Ham. Now, I know, you know, I got a couple of Hebrew Israelite parties. They say, well, you know, I read the um, one of those dictionaries they got. It's like Zandarin. It's one of them dictionaries they got. And then they talk about, say, uh, Ham is the father of the black races. And then they go down and it says, not the Negro, right? But when you read the other two sons' genealogy out that same Zandarin Bible dictionary, right? They don't put the Negro underneath Shem neither. They don't put the Negro underneath Japheth. So really, they don't put the Negro underneath anybody. Now, if you can put two and two together, you would know what they're trying to say by saying that. Is that right? But maybe that's a different story for a different day. So let's talk about Ham. Let's talk about the Hamites. Right? The sons of Ham is Cush and Mizraim and Foot and Canaan. Right? And then there's some notable people that are Hamite descent, right? That we don't learn about until later. We heard the name of Nimrod, right? He's associated with the Tower of Babel. He's confusion, right? But we didn't know he was a black man. And we know he's a black man because he's a Hamite. We heard about Jezebel, right? Whose name is associated with idolatry and sexual immorality. and But we didn't know she was a black woman. How do we know that though? She's a Canaanite. As they would call her a Phoenician. Right? But we know Phoenician is what the Greeks called those that lived in northern Canaan. Right? To my knowledge. Is that right? So we didn't know Jezebel all this time. We're using Jezebel as a colloquialism for a loose woman. And it is. But we didn't know that that woman was a black woman, right? But see, we learn it so much by reading this Jewish literature, though, right? And dig this, right? You, you, this is where I'm really going with this. 
How people write about you, right, is how they see you. That's how they see you. They write about how they see you. So when we read literature, right, it's easy just to pick up your own black brother. He wrote some stuff and he got some Afro-American literature and they make everything that look like that come from Africa is on a higher level and it's great and African spirituality and all that's cool. Because that's what you do to your own, right? That's okay. But it's interesting to see how other people see you. And all you got to do is crack the books open and see how other people have seen you. We always read about the story about Delilah, right? She hung out with Samson. She was bribed and she entrapped Samson. And she tricked him and, you know, was able to cut off his hair and he lost his strength. We always heard a story about Delilah and Samson, but we didn't know Delilah was a black woman. Right? We always heard about the story about Goliath. A giant. A Philistine warrior. Right? 6'9". Muscle. A monster. But he was defeated by a little shepherd boy out the field. But we never knew Goliath was a black man. So we rooting for that. We are reading for because this is literature. Now we just reading it. We I'm not here to say what these men are real people or not. I'm just showing you the POV of how people write. And it's a constant thing when they writing about you now. Whether it's the truth or not truth. I, I'm not. I'm just showing a pattern how some people see you. This is what this means to be a Hamite. That means that this is your, they, if you don't have a bloodline, if you don't have a history, right? If you don't, you know, if you're not aware of what is the natural science and culture and activity of your people, huh? They just handed you one. Here you go. That's you. You're a ham, right? And when you look at the key figures, you start looking at Nimrod and Jezebel and Delilah and Goliath and now you start looking at the nations that they made and built and you start looking at the cities that they made and built and you start to learn that, okay, the Egyptians are black folks and the Kushites are black folks, right? Which are sometimes called Ethiopians. Then you see the Canaanites are black folks and the Hittites are black folks and Amorites and the Parasites and the Hivites and the Jubasites. And then you see that the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, that's a black city. The whole story about the homosexual city and the men are burning with lust and they can't wait to get to another man and you. But that's your folks. Did you know that was your folks? Did you know that it was your people, black folks now talking to you? Did you know that it was your people that built the city of Sodom and Gomorrah and all this wicked activity with men lusting after men to epic proportions that was your people you are the producer and inventor of the LGBT relationship lifestyle and behavior according to this literature right so I want to play a quick video this may be like two or three minutes long and it's detailing some of the acts that was witnessed and then we're going to come back and continue our conversation right i'm going to let it play now though chapter 18 
And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, I am the Lord your God. After the doings of the land of Egypt, wherein ye dwelt, shall ye not do. And after the doings of the land of Canaan, whither I bring you, shall ye not do. Neither shall ye walk in their ordinances. Ye shall do my judgments, and keep mine ordinances to walk therein. I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. I am the Lord. None of you shall approach to any that is near of kin to him to uncover their nakedness. I am the Lord. The nakedness of thy father or the nakedness of thy mother shalt thou not uncover. She is thy mother, thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. The nakedness of thy father's wife shalt thou not uncover. It is thy father's nakedness. The nakedness of thy sister, the daughter of thy father or daughter of thy mother, whether she be born at home or born abroad, even their nakedness thou shalt not uncover. The nakedness of thy son's daughter or of thy daughter's daughter, even their nakedness thou shalt not uncover for theirs is thine own nakedness. The nakedness of thy father's wife's daughter, begotten of thy father, she is thy sister, thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy father's sister, she is thy father's near kinswoman. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy mother's sister, for she is thy mother's near kinswoman. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy father's brother, thou shalt not approach to his wife, she is thine aunt. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy daughter-in-law, she is thy son's wife. Thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy brother's wife, it is thy brother's nakedness. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter, neither shalt thou take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness, for they are her near kinswomen, it is wickedness. Neither shalt thou take a wife to her sister, to vex her, to uncover her nakedness beside the other in her lifetime. Also, thou shalt not approach unto a woman to uncover her nakedness as long as she is put apart for her uncleanness. Moreover, thou shalt not lie carnally with thy neighbor's wife to defile thyself with her. And thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Molech, neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind, it is abomination. Neither shalt thou lie with any beast to defile thyself therewith, neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto. It is confusion. Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things, for in all these the nations are defiled which I cast out before you, and the land is defiled. Therefore I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. For all these abominations have the men of the land done which were before you, and the land is defiled. That the land spew not you out also when ye defile it, as it spewed out the nations that were before you. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them shall be cut off from among their people. Therefore shall ye keep mine ordinance, that ye commit not any one of these abominable customs which were committed before you, and that ye defile not yourselves therein. I am the Lord your God. All right, and we're back. 
you was just hearing the words of Moses as he was talking about the activity of the Egyptians, which is black folks, and the activities of the Canaanites, which is some more black folks, as his nation is going to enter into the land around these people, right? And, you know, he was pointing out their sexual habits, you know, sleeping with beasts, right? Same-sex relationships, incest, idolatry, um, sacrificing children. I mean, if he was, black folks are doing everything. So we learned that Ham represents a negative aspect of humanity. Ham has been linked to sexual perversion, paganism, superstition, and idolatry. This is who you are, black folks. This is where you came from. And this is why you are in more need of a savior than anybody else. Not according to your writings. Your writings, you don't look like this, sound like this, walk like this, talk like this, right? But according to this literature, this is your genealogy. And many of our people, they know it. They know these stories. They put everything together. And again, as like I said earlier, what they try to do is jump off the ham train and they try to jump on the sham train. <laughs> Everybody's a hero now. Everybody's like, I'm a hero. And they, yeah, you know. My genealogy go back to Jacob. Man, they couldn't tell you who their father was in the 1200s, the 1300s. They don't know nothing about none of their genealogy for real. But they know one thing, they don't want to be Ham because they see who Ham is. So if you as a black person can read, right, Ham's legacy, Ham's descendants, you can see what they did. And, you know, a lot of us, we try to just, uh, we give a lot of this stuff a new paint job, right? We, we find a lot of, you know, descendants of Ham in the good book and we try to give them a paint job and... We try to, you know, hey man, he did this and it was a black man that did that. And yeah, yeah, that's, 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 it can be true, right? There's a lot of good things that black folks did too. But when we start going back to the root, when we go back to the etymology, the origin of a thing, right? The origin of Africa. Who found Africa? Ham founded Africa. And what kind of man was Ham? He had no control over his sexual organs. He was a freak. He had no self-restraint. He couldn't even wait till he got off the ark to sleep with his own wife. First thing he did was he slept with her anyway. Was it other creatures that couldn't wait? Yeah. A dog and a raven. It's all in the Sanhedrin. See, look. Some of this literature that come out of these Jewish communities, some of them you can get. Everybody can get their hand on the King James Bible. Everybody got that. They put them in the motels now, right? When it comes to that Talmud, though, right? And other books of literature that come out of that Jewish community. See, you ain't got that. You ain't got them books. That's not access. You don't have that access to that. So uh, it was a wise saying that says that anything that's worth something, you have to pay for it. Anytime you get something for free... Then you're the product. 
If you get something so free and so easily now, you're the product now. So if we look at the bullet points of what ham, again, is labeled as. Sexual perversion, paganism, superstition, idolatry. The average black person that live in America, they live underneath the rulership of Jews and Europeans because this is how they see our people. Now this is how we see our people. We see them like they see them now because we read their literature, right? We read their literature. We see our people just as, oh man, them folk ain't doing nothing but doing a bunch of voodoo over there. Them folk ain't doing nothing but a bunch of tribal stuff, man. They superstitious over there. Man, them folks ain't doing nothing but freaking over there. I don't want to go into Africa, boy. Them, they live in a jungle life, a savage life. If you wanted to destroy a people, if you did it with the gun, you'd kill the people that's in front of you. But if you did it with a book, you can kill them forever. I'm not talking about the Bible. I'm not talking about the Bible. I'm just talking about literature in general. I, I'm going to say it again. If you want to kill the present danger in front of you, you can do it with a gun. If you wanted to kill a present danger forever, kill them repeatedly, you put it in a book. Because now... I'm teaching people how to treat you. You see. You can have the sweetest grandmama in the world. Right? Miss Pearlie. You can have the sweetest grandmama. Everybody love Miss Pearlie. Everybody in the neighborhood love Miss Pearlie. She's sweet. She raised the children. She's loving. I mean, she loves to give charity. She's a great person. Your grandma has a great legacy. A great history in real time. In real time. But if somebody come along. Right. Who's not part of your guy's village. Who's not kin to Miss. They don't really know Miss Pearlie. But what they do is. They write books. About the mannerism and the lifestyle of Miss Pearlie. And they say she is a whorish woman. She's an evil woman. She's a superstitious woman. And then they take that book and they print it up and they pass this book all around the world about your grandmama, Miss Pearlie. Right? Anytime you meet anybody in the world and you're shaking hands and you're smiling, right? Because there's millions of people that read this book. So when you go out into the world and you're meeting and you're greeting and you say, yeah, I'm Pearlie's, uh, you know, Pearlie's granddaughter. I'm Pearlie's daughter. I'm Pearlie's son. Right? I'm Pearlie's great nephew they're going to shake your hand and be glad to see you when you walk up they say man his grandmama was a hoe she was a wicked woman man you know yeah that was his great auntie boy she wasn't worth nothing I read the book on her and I you got to watch Miss Pearlie and them people because I read about how she conducted herself they don't know you real time but once it's on a book they can pass it down, pass it down, pass it down, pass it down. And this is how people's going to look at your folks forever. They want to pass the books, pass it down, pass it down. And now this is the standard of how to look at your people now. This is my viewpoint of Miss Pearlie now. I got it in the book.
She was a hoe. In real time, not so. Right? But according to the book, this was her activity. And now, that example can be used for us. This is the image of black folks to the world. They're Hamites. This is their origin. This is their etymology. They're freaks. They were made to be servants. They're pagans, man. You want to steal some land? Take it from them. They don't deserve it. They believe in idolatry. Hmm, go get the gold. They don't need it. Huh? We need some slaves? Go get it from them. They love paganism. They love sexual perversion. So now I can just bring you in my field, put you in my slave quarters. I can go get you at night and have my way with you as massa because, see, you don't have no respect for yourself anyway. You're an African. You're a Hamite. Take them clothes off, woman. You're a freak anyway. I read about you in the book. I just saved you by giving you this good religion. I got you out them jungles, man. I saved your life. Oh, you an Aboriginal? That's okay, because you was in them jungles in Central America until I got you. You was on them islands living that jungle life. You was a savage, man. I can, ha- I can do what I want to do with you because I read about you. You a Hamite. You a Hamite. Oh, you want to be slick? You want to stay away from white folks? You want to stay away from Jews? You want to run to the Arab world over there in the Middle East? Don't matter. They all share the same prophets. You see. Who's a holy man over here? Is a holy man over here. And the story about him is all the same no matter where you go. So we have to treat you a certain way because, see, you're black because you're cursed. The universe ain't told nobody that. We got that in some literature. I ain't have to kill you with no gun. I can put you in a book. I can mass produce this book. I can spread this book all around. And now this is how the world sees you. That's power. And that type of power, that's something we got to consider. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Real Black Conscious Informed Podcast. Big VJ. I get it with you guys later. Peace.